This is a prepaid collect call from an inmate at Florida Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring, and your location information may be collected and used by corrections and law enforcement personnel. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charge, thank you for using Tnetics. You may start the conversation now. I'm going to tell you what I'm realizing, Mom, and this is, I have the problem. People be jealous of my character. I mean, people really be jealous. I mean, and like, it be like, um, like, cause they see like, everybody be wrong to me, right? Just, probably want to be around me, like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm a real attentive to, of listening. You know, God bless me with the gift of the sermon. So, like, but, you know, my compassion for people sometimes, you know what I'm saying, overrules. My emotion overrules wisdom. And I'm asking, you know, to help me in this area because... When you, when, when you, you know, um, I done heard the brother say certain things, and, you know, according to scriptures, when you see these certain characteristics and traits, you got to use wisdom when you deal with the person. I got to guard my eyes, and I got to guard my ears, because the Bible tells me a proper, do not lust after a certain type woman, do not lust after her beauty in your heart, do not allow her beauty to make you to be self-deceived, to overlook all the other things that God is showing you because of this person beauty. Do not be deceived by their words that they take. Pay attention to their actions, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear nothing about her, and I don't want to see pictures of nothing about her, because these are the things I got to guard myself against. Point blank period, you know what I'm saying? And even, I ask God to help me to truly forgive her. Now, because you forgive a person doesn't mean you have to be involved with them or associated with them. Like what the, what the dude was telling us about it yesterday, when he tells us, do not be associated or become one with the foreigners, he's talking about pagan women, worldly women. When you was a godly man, you trying to align yourself up with a worldly woman. You asking for destruction. I mean, you know what the Bible say about a woman that's beautiful, that has no discretion? Certain women that I dealt with, and that fornication was a setback in my life. It was a major setback in my life. You know what I'm saying? I have spent more hours than I care to admit listening to Andrelo Witcher's calls from jail and prison and learned quite a bit about his personality from listening to his own words. My money wasn't on. About to put no money in my account. And this is what, this is what see, and you know what I was thinking about last night? I just want to, I, 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 I'm a, I, this is what I don't like about you, Ma, and I hate it. You don't care. You you do this. Your word, your word is. You, you always go back on your word. Oh well, couple of my old punk and you ain't got a word about this and that. But then you, oh, I'm gonna let start doing this. A year ago, you was like, punking. You need to stay focused. Stay focused on the Lord. Don't worry about put money in your account. I'm gonna start doing it. But then the enemy always uses you later on. Oh, well, I'm going to start letting her do this, and I'm going to start letting her do this. Getting my emotions off, messed. I mean, I just get, I, I, but a year ago, you were like, I ain't, don't worry about that. I'm going to keep money on your account. You just focus on you. And then you start letting you start talking about putting money on my account. Listen, my my thing is, your word is what you say to me. And me and you say, punkin', focus on you. I got you. I'm this, this, and that. I, I, and that's what I want to stick by. I don't want to stick by if 
Don't I don't care nothing about that. I'm depending on my mom. I'm not depending on because every time or somebody come in my life, it always bring freaking turmoil in my life. Emotionally, I'm not ready for no female, and I just, I just. So don't try to. You always do. You did this with twice, and this what make it vindictive. The way you do it. It's evil. It's a it's a form of evil the way you do it. I mean, you try to influence my decision. I ask God to show you. You know what makes it so so deceptive and crafty? Like Satan at the Garden of Eve. It's how you do it because one thing you know, God knows your attention and your heart the why you do stuff. I know your attention and your heart because God gave me a discernment. But you play it down like I'm some retarded person. You play it down. That's what upsets me. You play it down to the way it will. Plunking, you grown. Just a year ago, your whole tune was completely different. Plunking, you need to stay focused. You don't need to talk that Don't worry about this, this, and that. But now all of a sudden, that's changing. Plunking, she's doing this. Oh, Plunking, come on. I have intentionally excised his mom's voice from these conversations because she didn't get convicted of manslaughter like her son did, and I don't feel it's appropriate to air her voice. So aside from uh uh-huh here or there that I was unable to pull out between Andrelo's own words, all you're going to hear are his words, which, frankly, is plenty enough to get his point across. I will note, however, that after that last rant, she did tell him, quote, That's all you had to say. Mom, there's no money in my account. All that other crap, you could have saved. In the last episode, you heard from the cousin who was present during that clothing assist incident the one that ended up being a drug charge that loomed over Andre Witcher's head, a charge that the prosecution believed was motive for Andre harming Heather. Now you're going to hear from another cousin. His nickname is Turtle. It was at his house, on his porch, that the other cousin said he last saw Heather McCrossin with a very bruised-up eye at a time after she had returned from Michigan to Florida. And this is even after her family had last heard from her. That cousin's account indicates that Heather McCrossin did return to Florida and was last seen with Andre Witcher. Turtle is being questioned about what he knows regarding two missing women, Heather McCrossin and Camry Mitchell, another woman who was associated with Andre She went missing just after an altercation with Andre where the police were called. I'll tell you Camry's story in upcoming episodes, but just to set the scene, Investigator Kevin Allen has put pictures of both women on the table between them, and he and Turtle are referring to them as they speak in some instances. So you might hear this one here, or that one, or this one. They're pointing to the pictures. I apologize for the audio quality on the next interview. I cleaned it up as best I could. Now, um, I'm kind of hoping we can kind of start at the very beginning, and that might be best for me. Um... We were talking about your family, um, and I know you're loyal to your family, mm-hmm. and you should be. I mean, that's all we have, you know, when it all comes down to it. And I'm asking you some very uncomfortable questions about your cousin. And I, I know you grew up with your cousin, and, you know, your cousin has never done anything wrong to you mm-hmm. that I know of. I, I believe he did away with Heather is the bottom line. I believe he did away with Heather because she was a witness against him uh, on a dr- another drug case 
and with his criminal history, there was a really good possibility that he was going to go away for a long time this time. Um, the last I heard about anything about the case, it was like, I guess, what it was, a case she had with him was, I want to say, well, I mean, I'm talking about it, it was, was it in Gainesville? She said he was at a rape girl or something. Yeah. yeah. He was arrested for that. Yeah, and I, and I remember him talking about that and saying that she was supposed to um, say that she lied and stuff. Andrela wanted Heather to tell police that she lied about the rape, and that's apparently what he told his family. But the evidence at the scene backs up her story. This is, yet again, another instance of him trying to avoid charges, which would become a pattern with him related to multiple victims. Those charges were eventually dismissed. You know, mm -hmm. Heather uh, did what Andrello told her to do, which was drop the charges. Um, there was a big car chase, and mm -hmm. he, he was hiding in his mother's car. Uh, now, this is way before I got on board, and um, they, they did dismiss that case. And then I think their relationship just deteriorated at that point. You know, and it was very helpful for me. And that's why I'm so uh, thankful for you to take the time to talk to me today. Because when I talked to Andrello's mother, I just got a whole different perspective. You know, I, I didn't really know much about their relationship, you know, what Heather was all about. So and that, that's why I, I, I didn't know what none of his girls, like even his wife that was living with us, I didn't. I didn't, even, I didn't even know nothing about her. This is Andrelo's former wife that they're referring to, and I'll tell you her story a little bit later. Hey, what was, was their interaction like? What was their I, relationship like? I can't get argued a lot, I believe. Because he was always arguing about how he was out running the streets and stuff. And she would sit all, you know, I guess us guys in the family, okay, don't chase. Okay, one of my uncle's wife is it's different. Because I can go over there and talk to her, you know, been knowing her, we friends and stuff. But it's like all his girlfriends, it's like, don't nobody, like, really talk to him, you know? Um, the only one I remember talk to was... Here he's talking about the girlfriend that Andrelo was living with when Camry Mitchell went missing. This is the last woman that he was known to be associated with before going to prison this last time. Andrelo talked about her a great deal on his prison and jail calls in what I would consider an obsessive way. He was always trying to keep tabs on her at the same time as he would say he wanted nothing to do with her. He seemed to resent having feelings for her, resent his mom's relationship with her, and he constantly criticized almost everything about her. That's kind of neat how you all grew up as brothers. Mm -hmm. So it's like seven or eight people in that house. Yeah. When I'm out there... Because I pretty much took up Heather's case maybe six months ago or so. Um, the whole house, the interior had been gutted. See, that happened when Pumpkin's mother was going to move in there. She was going to move in, but um, she had a guy come out there and he was redoing the house. You know, I was helping him out a little bit. That's why I, that's why I looked the way it looked. She was trying to redo the whole house. But then, would it belong to your grandmother? Yeah. Okay. Andrelo and his mother talked about the state of that house, his grandmother's house, in one of the jail calls. His mom says that she paid to have it all gutted out. But interestingly, Andrelo blames Turtle for the condition of that house. That seemed odd to me that she had paid to do all that work, 
but apparently didn't know how it had got into that condition in the first place. Oh, so she said she's going to move her mama house now. So, but, okay, she got to get it fixed. Somebody okay. went in there and took all the copper out, man. You hear about that? Yeah, they had took all that out. They say Turtle did that crap. Scripped the whole house down, so the house got to be there. You know, so the walls are messed up now. So you had to break into the walls to take out all the walls messed up. Because, you know, copper prices had went up in the commodities market. So, you know, it was, I mean, precious metal was expensive because China demand, the demand that China put on the um, precious metal, you know what I'm saying, caused the price the price of copper to go up. So, or any precious metal um, to go up. So, you know, now that China's cooled down, the price mm-hmm. of copper, you know what I'm saying, then went back down. But back then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, it was a big thing. Precious metal, you take precious metal to the scrapyard, you know what I'm saying, and they was melting it down, sending it to China. I checked Realtor.com, and they actually had images of inside the house there. And when they say gutted, they were not joking. Walls are completely ripped out, down to the studs in some rooms. New drywall was put up in some rooms, and the floors were ripped up down to the cement. I'm certain that that got the attention of police. They would later go and check that acre that the house sat on, related to a possible body disposal site. If anything had happened in that house, any evidence of that would certainly be gone now. I look at a lot of families today, go have big families like this. It's like the house is kind of out of order and stuff. It's like we didn't see it because we thought that's how it was. Like my grandmother had, like it's like it was no unruly, no disrespecting, no. She had everything you said. She didn't play. She didn't play. Uh-huh. She didn't have to tell you two times to do anything. She's in charge. Yeah. Oh wow. She was. She had under control. When I look at a lot of things, I'm like, my grandma. She was that was a strong one. I think you get your morality from her. Yeah. I get a lot of stuff from her. I know I do. Oh, that's nice. Why do you think Angelo kind of went wrong here? I mean, why is he like that with women? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know because... His I, mother's strong. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know because we didn't experience none of that because when we grew up, we just grew up, we were just all... It was women. We didn't have no guy in the house like us, a father figure out... We had a couple of uncles, but there wasn't nobody there. He's only two years older. Yeah, yeah. Your uncle. This uncle that's only two years older, he's another person that will play an integral part in this story, certainly related to Camry Mitchell's case, so keep that in mind. Andrello, the two cousins that I've mentioned, and this uncle all grew up together, and each of them had some interaction with or knowledge of one or both of the women who went missing. And police spoke with all of them related to these cases. Um, when did he first get in trouble? Like, like what for? I don't know, Mark, I guess. I want to say I want to remember when I started getting in trouble. I want to say like at 18 or 19, I believe. What kind of stuff? Honestly, I don't, I, I don't know why. I, just, I, I don't, I don't, I, I want to say drugs, but I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Because I remember he's always told me like, you know, like, during the, like, his adult years, you know, he was like, you know, I don't been in jail a lot of time because he knows that he always told me he said I ain't never had no drug charge. That's what he had always told me. So back when he was younger, I I couldn't say I don't I don't I don't remember what he went to jail for. You know, um, and I'm getting off task a little bit, um, but 
You know he's a registered sex offender. Yeah, okay, I know. What did he tell you about that? This is what he told me. He said that it was some guys. They had a girl in the room. And he said the girl, you know, I don't I don't want to say that. They asked the girl for the age. I don't want to say he did. But I guess they say, he said where the girl looked. He said the girl, he would have never thought that she was underage. The girl they're talking about is Jessica Green. And her story will follow this season's cases. How old was she? How old the same girl was? Fourteen, I believe. Oh. Thirteen. She was thirteen years old. And so was the other girl present. They were thirteen-year-old kids. Your cousin's basically last two girlfriends that I know of, and I know this is a girlfriend. This is probably more of a business relationship. You know, he, mm-hmm. he basically threatens to kill them both. Um, mm-hmm. This one calls 911 because she's in fear of her life. She disappears. She's never mm-hmm. seen again. And as I told you before, before we came here, um, Heather was on the phone with her mother and said, I'm here, I'm back in Gainesville, and Jarello's here to pick me up. And Jarello's here, and that's it. They're never seen alive again. And from a just common sense standpoint, you know, we just have to go to the source. He's the last person seen alive with. Mm-hmm. He has motive to kill and eliminate both of them, and their bodies have never been found. It's not like, you know, they ran away and did drugs for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then resurfaced. I mean, you know, they're these girls are dead and buried somewhere. And only one person, to my knowledge, knows about that, and that's Andrello. And he's the last person I'm going to speak to. And obviously, the reason I want to speak to you um, is because Andrello loved you. He trusts you. He believes in you. When he got in trouble, he moved in with you. Um, yeah, like I said, like, I've asked him, like I said, you know, about both of them. You know, like, like we just, like, by ourselves and stuff. That's the time. You know, and like I say both, like when I asked him, like I was face to face with him when I asked her about this right here. Cause he was, I'm you talking about Heather or Cameron? Heather. I was face to face. Like, I was down here when I talked to him on the phone about her. And he was like, cuz, no, man, ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, you know, that's all I can go on, you know. And I like I said, I was face to face with her. And he was like, he said, no. He said, he had nothing to do with that. He got me there. My mother called me one day and said that it was all, I guess, it was CSI like to my grandmother's house and stuff. Yeah, it was me. So I rode, well, my mother, somebody called me. That's when I was standing in the car and I drove by, I seen all the cars. And I said, well, I said, what? I said, what the hell? I said, what are you looking for? And I think I heard, you know, they said he um, found a body in the back of your grandmother's um, woods. And I said, I said, what? No, so we all... That, that is not true. I, I, we found out that <laughs> okay. way. So we like, we like what's, what, what's going on? You know, so we so we were really trying to find out, you know, what's going on, because we knew we couldn't go down there, you know. So we just trying to figure out what was going on and stuff. And they said they was looking for um, Heather. So that's when I um, called my cousin. And told him to come over, and I talked to him and stuff. And I asked him when you say call your cousin, you called Andrello. Yeah, you know, um, I said, "Well, you hear about all them people? Um, you know, yeah, um, at the say they say Heather at the buried behind Grandma's yard." I said, "What? 
you know? And he said, what? He said, what? He said, when they said, when, what's the I said, nah. No, that's when, um, that's when he came, he came over to the house and stuff. I, I want to say, I want to say we, um, I know we did. We got in the, we got in the car again, I believe, and we rode by the house and stuff, you know, just to see. Cops still there? Yeah, like, I'm like, what? And, you know, we went back to my house and stuff. And then I, he said, and this is what he told me. He said, uh, he said that when she went to Michigan, he told me he hadn't, he hadn't seen her since she left. That's what he told me. He said when she left, I hadn't seen her since. I know he's lying about that. And you know how I know he's lying? Your cousin saw him at your house. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here today. When I talk to him, is adamant and here is his sworn statement and this will be introduced uh, against Andrello eventually and he's got he has he doesn't have any axe to grind with Andrello I mean he, he, without a doubt I saw them at his house on the porch and she had the black eye after she came back from Michigan that's why I know Andrello's lying has no reason to lie. Mm-hmm. I, I told you what I said to I said, you know, if we, if Andrello's not talking, we need someone else to talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who would Andrello have trusted? Um, mm-hmm. And he said, I, I'm not saying is involved, but talk to That's who Andrello would call if he was in trouble, if he mm-hmm. needed something. And he, he said, your cousin said, I saw Heather with Andrello on your porch after she came back from Michigan. He's got no reason to lie. And then, you remember the dope deal over uh, at that, at your grandmother's house? Mm-hmm. That happened before, though, didn't it? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Um, but, and I, I want to hear your version of that, too. But then your aunt came over and just kicked him out, was the bottom line. Kicked him out. Andrella, because of the look. drugs. I remember that day, because... Um... Sometimes we, it was like I see my mom at the store. It's a store coming on the road or something, and like she was going home, and I think I was getting ready to go home. Like she was a little ways in front of me, but I could still see her car. Then I see her turn, like in my grandmother's drive. I'm like, what's she doing? Turn there. And then when I get up closer, I see like all the cops and stuff too. So I turn, so I pull up in there too, and like I see them. They got my cousin Ray. I see they got him handcuffed in the chair. So I'm trying to get in the house or outside the house. He was sitting. It was like right when walking out, and my grandmother had like a like a recliner chair right there. Okay, all right. And I seen him sitting in that chair right there. So I tried to go in there and find out what was going on. That'd be bad timing. Denied access. No, I said this my grandmother's house. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know. <laughs> so me and mom, we sitting outside and like, honestly, I see um, Heather. I guess that was her friend. Guess what her friend's name is? Heather. <laughs> Literally Heather and Heather. <laughs> and but what they was trying to do, why they was why they was um talking to McCoy cousin, got remember them lighting my cigarette because he was saying got remember them lighting my cigarette and stuff. They was trying to steal McCoy, they was trying to steal the dog. He had yeah, yeah, he had a he had a he had a pit bull puppy. I want to say a puppy. And and I seen them they was laughing. They had them girl they was laughing and I seen them Trying to steal the, I seen him trying to steal the fucking dog. But as far as he, 
it's like in college, I just seen like the fear all on his face, you know, because he was never, he never been dealing with the cops, he, really, he never really did anything, you know, he was trying to like, see, like, and it's like at the same time, we've seen him trying to take dog at the same time, and he screamed, and like, to the cops or whatever, and like, um, he loved that dog. <laughs> they, made, they, made, they, made, they made the girls leave, they made him leave the dog. Good, good. You know? Yeah, that was interesting. But you know, I remember, like, that's all I remember. I don't even remember them leaving or anything. It's just I was just trying to find what was going on. Like, when I finally looked around, they, would, dude, they had already left. But then it was just like they had found some drugs in there, and that's basically what it was. Who told you that? Um, they said they had found some drugs in the back, in the back room, in the drawer. And they pulled it out, and it was in there. That's the case where uh, Andrella yeah. was charged with that, and Heather's the witness, and that's what got Heather back on the bus. Uh, that's why I believe Andrella was just calling. You know, I thought day. I heard that. No, I thought I heard that, that she she said it was hers. Or, I thought that's what I heard that she said it was hers or something like. Hey, that. If you don't hear anything else I say today, um, I've read that police report. I've interviewed all of the investigators involved in that case. Um, Heather opened up that drawer of the room she shared with Andrello and said, those aren't mine, those are Andrello's. And it was significant quantity of drugs. Mm -hmm. And Andrello wasn't there. He'd run out the back door when the cops <laughs> showed up. Otherwise, he would have got arrested just like, you know, you know they put in handcuffs. Well, you know, that just secure the scene was the bottom line. Mm -hmm. They knew it wasn't his dope. I mean, they knew it was Andrello's dope. Mm -hmm. Heather had said, that's his dope yeah. to the bottom line. That's the case. And after Heather split, he got arrested for that, was the bottom line. And that's the case. He's begging her to come back and change the testimony about. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a significant history. You know, she would have probably got probation or something <coughs> like that. Mm -hmm. And then, as I told you before we came here, it started with, like, where are you at? When are you coming home? Uh, then it was, you need to get back here. And then... I mean, I have, and I didn't break them all. around the same time? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know why it's like, I thought that was like, like a couple years apart. No, no, same time frame, same time frame. Um, and that was the beating, that was the last beating, that was the bottom line. Heather wasn't going to have any more of it, and that's when she went back to Michigan. I know I've seen, I know I've seen her asshole. She'd come over and be like, I don't supposed to be over here, because y'all please tell could y'all please tell him that I wasn't over here? You know, I can see it just came over that, so. And. Cause I guess, like, she was, I guess she was fucking afraid of him, I guess. And that's why I say, like, I guess he didn't, like, that's why I was saying, like, he didn't bring none of his girl from that car, cause he seemed like my uncle me, like, we had respect for wives and stuff, and he was, like, embarrassed. You know, that's why he didn't. I guess that's why we didn't. He didn't never really have him around us because he was he was he was with him, but he was embarrassed to have him around us. And he didn't. I guess he didn't want us associating with associating with him. I guess you know. Mm. He lived with us, and it's like I never never even had a conversation with him. Huh. Well, it's funny when I was talking to uh, who I like. You know, he's mm -hmm. a decent guy, straight up, just like you. Um, Said Heather, when they lived in that house, in your grandmother's house, but it was the same deal. Um, she kept to herself. Mm -hmm. You know, she was in her room, you know, and basically did what Andrello told her to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he 
goes on, you know, a little bit more detail later, like, you know, how possessive he was, you know, and like, you know, you need to tell me, you know, when you're going somewhere and when you get there, when you're leaving, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And if he, she didn't comply, she basically got beat, was mm-hmm. the bottom line. And I, I don't understand the psychology of it, but she just put up with it until he beat her in the face with a gun. But she told the cops that um, I was bleeding so bad that the gun slipped from his hand, and he didn't even miss a punch. He just dropped the gun and started hitting me with his fist. I mean, that was the part. And I just have a feeling you don't know this, Andrello. And like that, he told me, you know, like, he had to beat a couple of his girlfriends because the girls that he get, they either the bottom of the barrel, you know, they was on some type of drugs, and he was trying to, you know, Get them off the drugs, you know, try to get them off the drugs. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know what, you know. I think you like the fact that they, you know, know could go to a pain clinic and, you know, I don't get know all what the situation was. But like I say, he was, he was like a little kid that did something. And he had no he'd be like, I know you're going to be mad. And I look at him, he'd just let me come out. I said, what, punk? I know you're going to be mad. I know. And, he, and literally, he had tears in his eyes because, you know, they, they, they all respect me, you know what I mean? Like, yes. they respect my opinion and stuff. And it's like, I guess he didn't want me to be mad at him. That's what it was, you know? And like, he said, I beat him, he said, I beat him pretty bad. That's who. Now, I think he was talking about, I think, I want to say he was talking about him. And he was like, yeah, I beat him. And, you know, he said, you going to be mad at him. I said, punk him. I said, why? I said, why? I said, what you hit for? Like, right when I say, why, why you beat like that right there? He like, he just, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, this and that, you know, and I just leave it alone, you know, and we just start, you know, just talking about, talking about something else. You sure he wasn't talking about Heather? I mean, that's... No, yeah, I... He, he put in the hospital a couple times, too. Yeah, I, I know he was talking, you know, he, 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 he said, he said, I remember, I think I remember saying, saying her name himself. Heather? No, um, he was saying, I want to say it was behind that, uh, Explore her baby father, kid's father, something she was talking, she was, she was talking to him, something like that. Right now, it was jealousy based. I think was, I'm not sure what the whole, but I think it had something to do with that there. But he didn't. That's he got arrested for that too. And he that, that's what I say. He don't told me like say I ain't never heard him say that. You know like I beat Heather, I beat Henry. On the hill. Say that he hit was, but he told me that you know that he done had to beat some of his girls, you know. But I guess that's the last girl he was. I don't think I don't think he ever hit his wife. Oh yes, he did. We'll get to her story soon. I think Hunter Pumpkin got into it about something, and he was down to my grandma's house. He was like, "Turn." I called police and said I did this too. I said, "What did you do?" He said, "Turn," and I ain't even touch it this time. He said, ride down there and see what's going on. <laughs> so I ride, so I get on you know, the bike. He counts on you. So I get on the bike, I ride down there. I'm, I see the ambulance, I see her standing outside talking to him. I guess a couple cops down there. So I just ride on the bike and turn around. And I see her look at me, then I see everybody else turn and look at me and stuff. Then he called me over there and stuff. Oh, man. He, she said he choked her and, and whatever. I said, no, I, I haven't seen him. You know, you know, I just seen him, you know. Yeah. I said, I didn't, no, I didn't. You protected him, I mean, I, I, I could blame you. I didn't see him, you know. I think she had moved in with my grandmother, and she was, 
like telling her all type of like stuff and then it wasn't good. And I think she used that, you know, the punking issue to try to get on my grandmother's side, you know, like take her side. And I think she was just like telling grandma all type of crazy stuff, but they ended up making her leave and stuff. <laughs> well, it's funny. So, kind of what um, Andrella's mom told me about Heather said that uh, you know she wasn't condoning the beatings mm-hmm. to Heather. I mean, she was very protective and loyal to Andrella. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she wouldn't even invite me to her house for <laughs> half an hour. But uh, when I finally did come in, she said, "You know, um, it isn't all Andrella's fault." You know, I said, "You know, these girls just really did him wrong." And said, yeah, "Heather was." Like I said. I think a lot of the girls did him wrong, but I honestly, I, I blame him, I don't blame him because it was the selection they chose, you know what I'm saying, like, it's like he set himself up for failure, it's like he was trying mm-hmm. to save a lot of the girls, but it's like, it's like he got mad, like, when they fell back, you know what I mean? I, I think he got low self-esteem, it's like, and drop. yeah, because it's like, I think I think my wife was I think my wife they, you know they was screaming you know, he she they had like low self esteem he felt like he had to have you know like nice stuff you know uh, nice clothes and you know nice car for for a girl to like it. You know what women like? We like it when you don't beat us in the face with a gun. We like it when you don't repeatedly choke us. We're not crazy about being locked in a room and controlled to the point that we can't go anywhere without permission. Andrelo obviously had his family fooled about who he really was, and that is clear in the commonalities of their stories. They are all willing to give him the benefit of the doubt while constantly speaking badly about the women that he abused. It should be noted that abusers, they count on that sort of thing the people around them either ignoring their bad behavior or making excuses for it. What was he like? Yeah, high school and he, that's, middle school. That's what I'm saying, like, like, after he moved, like, he came down, like, twice, two or three times a year. But, like, when I got, when we got older, like, when I got older, like, in my 20s, you know, we'll, we'll go there and see him every now and then, you know. Where at? In Jacksonville. Had he changed? You remember what he was like at 11. Yeah, it was like that when he first told me, like, I think I was seven, I was in prison. I talked to him, I want to say he was like 17 or 18. It, what, 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 he, what he told me was that he had done start. I get, I, that's when I knew that he had done gotten with the wrong crew. He was smoking, do you ever a dirty? I don't know what that is. A dirty is like when somebody smoked weed in the blunt, um, laced with powder cocaine and but I fucking snap, snapped on him on the phone. And I said, that's just like smoking crack. You know, I, nah, yeah. I, that just went on call. Like I said, that's why I said, my family coming, coming up, we never experienced seeing any type of drug use. Can't grab a lot. No type of drinking. Cause, no, it was that, that none of the family, they, 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 they didn't do it. You know, the alcoholism, the drugs. Never, we never seen, we never seen none of that. You know, none of that. Well, um, I'm going to ask you right off. Um, did you have anything to do with the disappearance of Heather McCross? No, sir. you have anything to do with the disappearance of Camry Mitchell? No, sir. 
did Andrello, and this is probably the worst photo we have of him. Um, has he confided in you anything he did, illegal or wrong, to Heather or Cameron? Obviously illegal. He had nothing to do with illegal on it with his parents. Sure. Yeah. Could you pass a polygraph? Yeah. Um, probably take 20 minutes. I'll introduce you to a polygraph guy here. We'll just polygraph you. You know, did you have any knowledge about, you know, Andrello killing these two or something like that? Uh, one question, 20 minutes, and then we'll bring you back. And then I can put on a report, I interviewed you. Um, had no involvement in either of these disappearances. He did not confide in you. You did not help dispose of the bodies. And we cleared you today with a polygraph. And then we're done. And that should probably take him 20 minutes, half an hour. You okay with that? Yes, sir. All right, All right. let me go get him and I'll get out of your hair. Stay tuned.